there have been some incidents where the decisions by individuals have gone south with instances reaching out to suicides which none of us want what are some of the tools that you know individuals can rely on you know they can have that a fall of trust to overcome or you know move, get out of this phase because there is a certain uh, courage required or there is certain amount of work required to reach a stage where they can start walking alone on that path if the support system is not there so what are some of those yeah. tools that individuals can you know deploy at the yeah. that lowest point of their lives i love that question I think that the the most important thing that we as human beings that are courageous need to establish our daily routines that they're embracing wellness, right? And by wellness I I mean the pursuit of health. That's what wellness is. So, if we within our own daily lives wake up in the morning, the first thing I would say, you know, to touch your heart and go within before you get out of bed and you ask yourself What do I need from me today? What do I need from me today? For example, if I'm nervous because I have a presentation or a new client or whatever and I say, "Well, I feel a little nervous today." Instead of saying, "Oh, you know, why don't you just get over it?" just be like, "What I need is patience. What I need is a little extra time to breathe, to connect to myself, right? So touching base with yourself first and foremost is the first thing that i would say then the next thing is you know wellness the pursuit of health right uh, have a wellness routine that includes movement of your body right because when we incorporate the body to our brain what happens is we actually have a team that works with us um many times through stress and trauma what happens is that our bodies disconnect from our minds and we jump into our head believing everything that we think we live in our head projecting the worst and being anxious and and not knowing right so our bodies kind of dissociate from that because the body feels what the brain is giving it and it's saying damn that's too harsh i don't want to feel that so it begins to disconnect and it's a gradual process the more the longer the trauma you live through a trauma the more disconnection there is to the body so when you are wanting to be courageous and self sufficient the second most important thing besides touching base with you your yourself and your needs is create a routine that incorporates movement and in mindfulness so that you can kind of say to your body hey love i know it's been a rough year or so but i want you back Let's see how we can reconnect again so that we can work together. And how you do that is through breath, right? So expanding your stomach when you take a deep breath and allowing that body to receive that oxygen through every single cell that it has been depleted and repeating that diaphragmatic breath a few times will allow the body to be reengaged and all of a sudden you're going to start to feel more present and less anxious, right? So body movement is so important and if you can sweat for 30 minutes even better because you know then you then you engage the hormonal balance of dopamine serotonin rather than adrenaline and cortisol which is what we get when we're stressed and traumatized so you're starting to rebalance 
the chemical components of your brain and your body, and it allows you to feel safer in your own body. So when we feel safer in our body, we're able to be more mindful and make better decisions than if we are in that fight or flight mode, just surviving, right? So a routine that incorporates body movement, super essential. Um, there's a book that I recommend. Um, I'll tell you what it is. And it is, um, it's called The Joy of Movement. And this woman talks about the importance of movement um, in, in our mental health and the formula that she gives, which I prescribe to my patients, is six weeks of car cardiovascular uh, movement, three days a week. I'm sorry, four days a week for six weeks, okay? Four days a week for six weeks, doing 30 minutes. That's gonna help you feel like you are re-engaging your body, like you are becoming more in control of your environment. And it's going to help you become more clear about the decisions that you can make. Then the other thing that I would recommend is enjoy time in solitude and in nature. As a holistic psychotherapist, nature is part of my prescription because when you sit under a tree, it's biologically proven that your um, bodily ions are equalized with that of nature. If you have too much negativity within your body, when you sit and you lay on the grass, touch a tree, it actually balances out your composition. So that is so important. And why is it important to balance out? Again, it's about the body feeling safe and feeling mindful. Because when our, we, when we, our body is engaged in, in feeling safe, that's when our prefrontal cortex is lit. And that's where we, it's, it's the part of the brain that is in charge of decision-making and concentration, okay? When we are anxious and hypervigilant and just reacting to life, that part is pretty much not functioning. And the amygdala, which is the fire alarm of our brain is the one that's in charge. When, when we are in, in a traumatic state, that amygdala is always telling us that something bad is going to happen and that we got to be on alert. And so that's why we can't focus when we're stressed and traumatized. So by helping the body feel safe, by engaging the body through diaphragmatic breathing, your brain composition starts to equalize so that you can actually be, a product, be productive and make the right decisions. And then, of course, we talk about, you know, eat the right things, right? Um, be around people that are positive. And if, if you don't have those people, it's okay to be alone for a little bit, okay? Don't compromise. It's, you know, I, I much rather you sit and meditate on your own than to go out and hang out with people that are not good for you and, and they don't make you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. during that, that, that time and that solitude and, and this routine that we have, write, take a journal and write down, write down not just how you feel, but where you want to go. Remember, find your why, find your why. Wake up in the morning. Why am I alive today? Why do you know? Why am I here? Ask the question. And a lot of times when we're stressed out, we don't know it, but still ask it, still ask it, breathe through it. And those answers will come. But the engagement of the body is essential if you're ever going to get over anxiety or trauma. So those those are some few things that, that I can suggest that I feel will 
will help you start to to be start to feel more yourself and start to connect to that spiritual aspect of you who has all the answers those are some amazing uh, you know tips and tools to be you know shared just one last question said i would like to ask and probably you would have to help me navigate this so you know with a lot of conversations i've been having around mental health and with my own journey to evolve from my own mental health challenges i often you know think in my own mind that therapy is like a lifeboat for those who are victims or suffered from those who actually need therapy what are your thoughts on this um so you think that therapy is a, is a lifeboat you said yeah therapy is like a lifeboat or therapy is often taken by those people who have been the victims of people who actually need therapy oh okay 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 so meaning if you haven't gone through some traumatic events you shouldn't seek it kind of thing not exactly but yeah majorly i have seen people going to therapy who have been victims of something uh-huh. the person who has actually you know put that person in that phase is often just let gone off nobody really oh, talks the, about that person like the perpetrator perpetrator yes, the perpetrator is oh. often let gone off and the victim mm-hmm. is the only one taken therapy be it any form of abuse that we're looking at um yeah somebody or the other i believe yes one it's a personal choice but even if we talk about a lot of substance abuse it's mm-hmm. an escape mechanism i'm not justifying it anywhere but no oh, yeah it's a mechanism for individuals to calm down their mind the thought process the acceleration uh you know the chaos that's happening the cyclone that's going on in their mind yes but the perpetrator who is actually activating that cyclone inside their mind nobody really you know yeah knows yeah I, i get you i get you 100% i see perpetrators i see people that have inflicted uh, abuse on people through anger and through that and those people are just more bruised than the people that are not perpetrators you know they that they're still human beings it's just that they haven't developed the skills or the tools to overcome their own quote unquote demons right and so um they have uh, decided uh, or consciously or subconsciously to inflict pain in others so that they don't have to deal with themselves right but as part of the 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 process of breaking the cycle of hurt and and trauma has a lot to do with you looking at the people that are doing the hurting i think that's as important as people who are being hurt because if we only look at people that have been hurt and help them there's a, a lack of balance in yep. you know in life we all we all talk about balance right and they have rights just as much it's just that they haven't really been able to overcome their, their their problems and probably have been extremely traumatized as children or, or or as adults so yeah i mean i work with anger management um i work with substance abuse as you mentioned and you're so right substance use or disorder is usually just a symptom of someone who is hurting that doesn't have the coping skills to address things without a substance and so they use it to escape and to numb themselves so that they don't have to deal with the pain that they're feeling inside but those people are just as human as and as deserving as anyone who has been a victim themselves 
thanks for shela you know this conversation has been really invigorating for me and a lot of things i've learned myself and going to be applying in my life before we wrap up this uh, you know episode any thoughts you would like to share with our listeners i know you have shared such amazing tools second last question that we were discussing about uh, but any parting thoughts for our listeners yes so i would say because i am an inclusion psychotherapist i love working with people that belong to other cultures and to those people i say to them part of your healing process has to do with you embracing your own culture embracing the the the, the things that the elders and your ancestors have been taught and and have taught you and i think it, it is not about running away from it is about embracing it and understanding it so that you understand yourself better in the way that you think and function it doesn't mean that you have to perpetuate the negative aspects of that culture but it does mean that you need to be proud of it because being proud of it allows us to heal internally without shame um so part of my journey even now as as a as, as a much older adult than when I first came to this country I've kind of come full circle because um at the beginning when I first came I literally sprinted into the american way and I loved it and I spoke the language and and all of that um but as you know as I turned 50 even I started to realize that I needed to go back to my culture even though it was hurtful to think about it because of my past it's it was still a big part of who I am and the more I embrace that with pride without shame and openness the stronger I feel and the more I can use those tools to help other people who are struggling whether it's from my culture or or other cultures Thanks for Stella it's really enlightening and listeners if you have any further questions that you would like to stella to answer please feel free to leave a comment or dm us on our respective channels we would be leaving her linkedin profile link uh, in the description so you can reach out to her and once again stella thanks a lot for being part of this podcast thank you poker it was a fantastic conversation it was fun yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you have a great day <laughs>